The transformations our clients go through after working with us is so obvious and clear to the adults in their lives. The family stress is hugely mitigated. Parents are relieved to have another adult on the team who is better able to support their learner and families are able to adjust to the new normal of their learners. This is the beauty of educational therapy. However, educational therapy is not a linear, straightforward process. People aren't a linear and straightforward process. Educational therapy is like four steps forward and one step back. Sometimes it can be more like three steps forward and two steps back. We join parents in feeling nervous about these backslides. But it is our job to normalize it for them and for you, Smarties. All learners have missteps, and this is the perfect opportunity for us to guide them and their parents on how to be resilient and how to bounce back from this inevitable part of their journey. Let's dig in. You want to learn faster, but sometimes working harder is just not the answer. You have to learn smarter. The Educational Therapy Podcast. Hi, Smarties. Welcome to episode 49 of Learn Smarter, the Educational Therapy Podcast. I'm Rachel Cap, And I'm Stephanie Pitts. Steph, we're recording. I haven't really had a chance to talk to you much about what's going on with you, but I know you went to Disneyland this weekend. I did. I went to Disneyland with a really good friend that came into town from Canada. So we decided to take her two-and-a-half-year-old, and it's so fun to see Disneyland through the eyes of a little kid for the first time. He was just Mickey Mouse everywhere. It was Aww. so cute. We met Winnie the Pooh. We met Mickey. I mean, he was just in awe of the whole thing. So it was happy. I remember when I was like four and a half and we went on a Disney cruise. How lucky were we? Oh, yeah. And it was a Disney cruise out of Florida. So like we had gone to Disney World right before. It was a whole Disney extravaganza. Uh huh. And I remember being so thrilled that our cruise ship had Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I remember asking my parents, like, how did you work this out so that Mickey would be here? Amazing. And, like, it was so magical. I just thought it was so cool that we had the cruise that got Mickey. Like, we locked him down. That's so fun and cute. Isn't that sweet? He was so happy the whole time, and he had bubbles, and he just was, Aww. like, the other kids were, like, attracted to him because he had the bubble maker thing, right. and, and so everyone was like, ooh, bubbles. It was very <laughs> cute. <laughs> he was like, my friends. It was so right. cute. Did you guys, like, do the parades and stuff? We did one of the parades, yeah, actually, which I never usually watch, right? Never. No, that's when you go on the rides. <laughs> yeah, because growing up in Southern California, you don't go into the parades, you go no. on the rides. Yeah. yeah. So, but we went on like It's a Small World and we went to Mickey's Toontown and stuff, and I never go on those rides. So, you know, it was a different type of day, but it was fun. I'm glad I went. Did you find It's a Small World to go on way too long? A little bit, a little yeah. bit. And it was a little bit of a tie, too, between, like, you know when you go and it's a small world and it's in your head all day? Yeah. That and Pirates of the Caribbean. We took him on that, too. And um, was he scared or did he find it magical? He was scared, but it was the only ride he kept saying again, again. He Aww. wanted to go back. And we taught him how to say yo-ho. And it was so <laughs> <laughs> he kept saying yo-ho, yo-ho. It's so funny. <laughs> What a great day. Yeah, it was a great day. How are you? I'm good. I spent the weekend getting ready because Adam and I are going on a big trip. It's exciting. So we'll talk more about that, I'm sure, on the podcast once I get back. 
Which we're not missing any episodes, Smarty. So <laughs> you will be getting content the whole time we're gone. So it might be a little while even before you hear about it because we're in a good spot recording wise. Yeah, we're recording this early and we've got some batch content. So that's happy. So <laughs> we're so pleased with ourselves for having content batched. <laughs> <laughs> it's an accomplishment, guys. It's a lot of work to produce any episode. So, like, the fact that we are ahead is exciting and then i'm getting confused about which episodes we've recorded and which <laughs> ones we haven't and when or how far in advance are we yeah. right now and uh, for example i thought we had recorded this episode yeah but we didn't it's okay <laughs> that's my job yeah so today we're going to talk about backslides the reason this episode came about is because I know you are seeing it and I'm seeing it a lot in my practice and all of a sudden grades have been plummeting Yes. And skills have been the skills and strategies because we often talk about grades being the last thing that see the impact. Yeah. The skills and strategies that we are offering up to our students, they are taking the opportunity to not do them. Yeah. Yeah. And we noticed this after winter break. The fact that it's happening to so many of you and, you know, even if you aren't in our practices, it's I think it's just a student-wide situation. So we both really wanted to talk to you guys through it so that you know that you're not alone in this situation. So Steph, why do these burnouts or backslides happen? So I think really when you're coming down to it, the first thing is it's been since winter break, getting back into the routine of things is really hard. So you get back into the routine, a lot of things start happening and it feels so far away from the end of school at this point that there's a good reason spring break is in there because the kids really need it. And at this point, the students that we've been seeing since the beginning of the year, especially, have been using the systems and they've been starting to really be successful. A lot of them before winter break were super successful. And they feel all of a sudden, I don't know why, but all of a sudden it feels like they don't need to use the systems anymore. Mm -hmm. They're not using their calendar. They're not doing the study plan. They're not setting up any of the things that we've been working on. They start to just not use them all of a sudden. It seems like... They have forgotten what it was like before we put all that in place. And it's almost like, well, now that I'm doing so well, I've got this kind of situation. It's wildly human. Yeah. You know, we hire a personal trainer. We talk about this analogy a lot, but we hire a personal trainer to get us in shape. And then once we're in shape and we're kind of in a maintenance phase, what do we do? Backslide. We backslide. We remove the things that we were doing to get us to that point. And we forget that it's all that training and it's all those choices that you're making along the way that make you successful. Yeah. So not doing that one homework assignment that one time, even though they feel like they're not going to feel the effect of it, then they think, oh, well, I haven't felt the effect of that last one that I didn't do, so I can probably do it again. And it won't be a big deal. I totally get it. It's like what happens when we buy sugary cereal. Oh, yeah. It's like, I can have one bowl. No, you cannot. No, you cannot. (laughs) There is no such thing as one bowl of sugary cereal. It's so true. It's so true. And then to add to it, it's the time of year. There's a lot of sickness. Mm -hmm. And kids miss school. There's the flu and all of that. And not only do they have to make up all the homework, but they have to make up everything that went on in class also. Mm-hmm. 
So they're having to do the projects and the tests and the quizzes and the in-class work. And so it's really hard to dig yourself out of that hole when you are so far behind already and you don't feel well. Exactly. We talk a lot about missing assignments in episode 41, which is called The One Thing We Wish Learners Wouldn't Do. And hint, if you haven't listened to that episode, we wish they wouldn't get behind. We wish they wouldn't have a late assignment. And then in episode 42, we talk about how to always have a backup plan, how to always assume that something's going to go wrong. So to do things in advance so that their future selves will thank them. Because we often talk about, between you and me, future Rachel and future Stephanie, right? Yeah. I'll say to Steph, oh, Steph, that's a problem for future Rachel. Yeah. Or you'll say, that's for future Rachel. Or I'll tell you that's for future Steph to worry about. Yeah, but then there's other times where you'll say to me, do the thing now. Yes. That future Stephanie will appreciate. Well, thank you for. Yeah. Yep. Those are good things to remember. It's happening all over the place. So, Steph, what would you tell a parent that all of a sudden their student is starting to do the things that brought them to educational therapy in the first place? Don't freak out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, remember, we only give you permission to worry about the next three months. They still have time to get their grades up. That's one of the things that comes along with having those portals is that you can look at their grades at any moment in time. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you could look and they have Fs in every single subject because let's say it's the beginning of the new quarter of the new semester and they haven't done a a couple of things or they didn't do them well. And then all of a sudden they have an F. But you also have to remember it's out of fewer points. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the grades will change. The one thing I want to add about this don't freak out motto is that sometimes you and I freak out. Yeah. But we don't want to let the parent know that we're feeling nervous about it. This is part of it for us to be empathic with our students, our learners, to be empathic with our parents. And we are feeling what they are feeling. But we also have the prior experience to know that this is predictable that is going to happen. Mm-hmm. We can't just expect like looking at the bottom of the mountain and making it to the top of the mountain without any plateaus or plummets or anything like that. That's just not how people operate towards a goal. So sometimes you or I will connect with each other about something going on with a client. And then we have to coach each other and remind each other too that, yes, this is something that they were doing earlier on. It feels triggering to us, so it must feel massively triggering to the parent. Mm-hmm. But it's normal. Yeah, and they'll get through it. Absolutely. I do know that they all get through it. So I've had students who have said to me, when this has happened, I really want the opportunity to show you mm-hmm. that I've got this. Yeah. I remember a client in particular that did that, and that was great. That was such a huge moment. Yes. Because there's going to be so many times in life in general where this sort of thing happens, and you have to learn how to recover. Yeah. And that's as much part of the educational therapy journey as it is getting the grades up and remediating the skills and whatnot. There's going to be times where you have to recover. Absolutely. And it was a great moment of self-actualization and self-realization with this one client. For her to say that to me, it was like, oh, wow, we've made huge progress because she cared. Yeah, she does care. She does care. And she got back there, didn't she? She totally did. Oh, that's great. So, Rach, what does it all mean? When a student backslides, it actually means that they are feeling comfortable 
and they want to try to do things on their own. It's important for them to have this opportunity to try to do things their way again, which they were doing before at therapy. They were doing things their way. And one of the things we do is encourage them to try a different way. Mm -hmm. But when they have this backslide, it gives them the opportunity to realize they need to use the systems that have been put in place. If you think about it, when a student's coming into ed therapy, it's because the parent has identified an area of weakness or an area where there needs to be improvement. When a backslide happens, it's the student identifying an area of improvement or an area of need that they need to address. So true. In my practice, there's a student in particular that I'm thinking about. Everything in his school is digital, Mm -hmm. but he needs to write some things down. So we make a post-it of all the things that he has to do for homework and coming up and how long it's going to take him on the day that I see him. Mm Mm-hmm. And mom was concerned that he never looks back at the post-it. Right. Right now he's backsliding. And here's the thing. The two things about this are, number one, we're getting in a good habit of him learning how to make the post-it that he needs to do and put it on his iPad. She was concerned that he never looked back at it. And the thing is, is part of this is that he writes it all down Mm -hmm. and he might actually remember everything that he wrote down. He might not actually need to look at the post-it, although I want him to look at the post-it, but we're not there yet. It's not about referencing the post-it later. Exactly. It's more about him learning how to make the post-it and what he needs to do and put it on his iPad. And when he writes it out, he remembers a lot of it. So... While I'm trying to work with him on crossing things out, Mm -hmm. we're not quite there yet. Our standard practice is to try to see kids twice a week if it's time permissible and financially feasible for the families. And one of the big reasons we do that is because we want them to be attending to their calendar, to their schedule, to their assignments at least twice a week. Mm-hmm. And we hear this all the time from parents that, yes, they're updating their calendar, but I don't think they're updating it unless they're with you. No, they're probably not. But they're updating it two more times a week than if they didn't have that structure time with one of us or one of our team members. Mm-hmm. And eventually what happens is they do start to update it more frequently. And they come into session and we're like, okay, is your calendar updated? And they start to say yes. And I can remember back to each one of my clients when that moment happened, when they said, yes, I'm fully updated. Yeah. And then we go through a period of, well, let's just make sure. And Mm -hmm. then we're in that zone for a while. Mm -hmm. But then eventually we start to build that trust that, no, 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 they've got this down. It just takes months. It takes time. Yeah, it does. It takes time. It really does. I hope we've made it clear that these backslides are actually normal and typical mm-hmm. in the educational therapy process, and they're important because it gives students an opportunity to see the consequences. Yeah, they really are, actually. And, you know, they're testing the limits a little bit, right? This is happening to a lot of teenagers, and mm-hmm. what's happening? They're testing limits everywhere in their life right? because that's the time to learn and grow those things before they go out on their own, right? So it's completely natural for them to test. Mm -hmm. Once again, when they test, what happens when they figure out what the consequences are? How do they recover? It's a learning moment. It is. It gives them an opportunity to say, okay, what has worked Mm -hmm. in the past? 
And now they have this whole toolbox, so to speak, of skills and strategies that they've learned in educational therapy that they can go back and rely upon. They have someone there, you or I or one of our team members, mm-hmm. who will work it through with them, who will problem solve it with them. It's a beautiful thing that that doesn't have to be the stay-at-home parent, the at-home after-school parent. It's not their burden to problem solve it. It keeps peace in the home, right? Yeah. And sometimes it has to be if this is going on and you're not in working with one of us and you're doing Mm -hmm. this at home and it's involving you and it's getting in the way of your relationship, that you sit down with the teachers, their tutors or other professionals that you have on the team and create a new plan. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's okay to do that. Yeah. And sometimes with teenagers, do they want more independence? What is their need? And how are they going to get it done? How are they going to get that need met of wanting more independence, but your need met of wanting to see that they've done everything they're supposed to do? Absolutely. And if you've been considering reaching out to Steph or I to work with either my practice, CAP Educational Therapy Group in Beverly Hills, or Steph's practice, my ed therapist in Redondo Beach, California. By the way, we both do virtual sessions, and our teams both do virtual sessions. You can connect with us. Our websites are always linked in the show notes. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, we wanted to make sure that we're not going to let perfection stand in the way of the progress. Mm Mm-hmm. It's very important to us in our role that we maintain the big picture. It's very hard for parents to maintain the big picture because they're not thinking backwards. They're thinking forwards about what's about to happen. Oftentimes, they're thinking more than three months forwards yeah, in advance, so to speak. So our role is to provide a trajectory of, yes, but do you remember where we were six months ago? You would have been thrilled to be having this conversation with me six months ago. Yeah. Do you remember when? It's a great tool to check in, Mm -hmm. to really check in with yourself as a parent, to check in with your kid and seeing how they can feel. Even the little guys, they can remember. You would really be surprised. They absolutely remember. They remember what it was like, what the tension was like at home. We acknowledge that a lot of the families coming into our practices or seeking out support or educational therapy, they're in a period of stress. Yeah. And the tension is significant. And everybody, Mm -hmm. the parent, the child, the teacher, everybody wants it to get better. And everybody remembers what it was like. For sure. And, you know, I think that if you're in a moment of intense backslide with your student, that sometimes... Like Rachel said, don't let perfection stand in the way of progress, but sometimes you just have to let things go and move on. (laughs) And it's really hard, right? Okay, so I'm talking specifically about an assignment or two or something, right? Let's say that you missed some school, your student missed some school, and there's all the back assignments, the present assignments, and the future assignments going on. And there's no time to get them all done. You might have to let go of a few things. That's going to be hard for some families to hear. Yeah. However, it's also honest. It also will make things better emotionally. Their academic performance will ultimately improve because instead of constantly trying to do past, present, and future, they will be focusing on present and future. Mm-hmm. It's very hard with all of it at once. It really is. We've never really put it into those terms before, Steph. Mm-hmm. The past, present, and future terms. Yeah. 
That's exactly why we hate missing assignments because it forces learners to focus on the past, present, and future. And it's too hard to do three things at once. It really is. I mean, just thinking about having to pay attention to all the things that are going on now, all the things that are coming up, and try to catch up. Where were we? What were we doing in that class? What had we learned? Had I learned this yet? Is that going to make this wrong because we hadn't learned it yet and that's not expected in this certain scenario? That kind of a thing. Keeping your brain in all three places is really complicated. And I've said this before in the podcast, there's some times that I've had students where I literally say, it's not that I don't care, but I just want you to get it in rather than worrying about it being complete and actually all right. Mm -hmm. Let's just focus on getting it in. So if you did a little bit and you can get a point or two, great. Great. Move on. Let's turn it in and move on. Smarties, remember that we are all constantly recalibrating. We are. We're all constantly trying to do something different or move towards a new goal or backsliding. And being forced into recalibrating again. Yeah. It's normal. It's typical. It's so human. It's the human experience. It really is. Yeah. Well, I really hope you Smarties can look at when your student backslides with a little bit of a different eye, a little bit of a different lens on why this is so hard for them and what you can do about it and how you can move forward. And if your student hasn't had a backslide yet, it's coming. They will. And so hopefully you will be able to go back to this episode and say, Rachel and Steph warned me this might happen. Yeah. It's not a might. It's a will. It will happen. And it's a when. When is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? Because it will at some point. And it's how you and your student handle it. And there's nothing to do to prevent it. Nope. Nor do you want to prevent it Mm -mm. because they need to learn. There's going to be times in life where you just have to learn how to get through the icky part. Yep. So. Smarties, if you're interested in connecting with us, join our email list. It's probably where I'll share a couple of my trip pictures. It'll probably be the only place I do that. Stuff, yes? Yeah. Okay. So you can do that by going to www.learnsmarterpodcast.com. And as always, you can hang out with us in the Facebook group, which is the Smarties of the Learn Smarter podcast. And once a month, we go Facebook Live on the first Thursday of the month at 11 a.m. Pacific. Pacific. Thank you to hang out with you guys. And, you know, follow us on all the things. We're on, <laughs> <laughs> we're on Instagram at Learn Smarter Podcast. All right, Smarties, have a fabulous week. Have a fabulous week. We can't wait to hear from you and hear what's going on with your learners.